Namaste, how are you? Welcome to the Candle Tales podcast, where we tell stories of Irish mythology and folklore and chat about them. With this series of stories, we are telling, and in some cases retelling, the classics. If you don't know much about Irish myths, you might be familiar with these stories, because we hear about them in primary school. But if you're just starting out to explore Irish mythology, these are a really great place to start. This story is the story of how Cúchulain got his name. This podcast is brought to you by our supporters of Patreon. If you want to join them, you can go to patreon.com forward slash candletales or make a one-time donation on the PayPal button on our website, candletales.ie. Like and share and above all, enjoy. For now, here's Arka. Tell us a story, will you? How Cullen got his name. Satanta trained with the boys' troop of Awan Maka. And Satanta ran rings around them. He had bullied his way into the group, insisting on being left in far younger than a boy would usually be taken. Insisting that if he was made to ask all the boys for protection, they had to ask him for protection as well. And he learned their games and their training so well he could defeat all of them. The knockdown game he could knock them all on their backs and still be on his two feet. The cloak game he would be sitting atop a pile of cloaks with his own cloak still firmly clasped around his neck none of the other boys able to grasp it and tear it from his back. And above all, his favourite game. The best game. The game that is still played to this day. The game of hurling. He was so quick, he was so skilled, he was so fast, on his feet, with his hands, no one could stand in his way. So they started putting extra players up against him. Little by little. Gradually. Until the day came that Satanta played hurling on his own against the three times fifty other boys of the boys' troop. In that way, there would at least be a test and a contest. And the other players on his team didn't feel left out, having nothing to do. For he could hit the ball from one end of the field to the other, and he could be there to catch it when it fell. Now he was playing against three times fifty of the boys' troop one afternoon, when he saw the king, his uncle, pass. And Crohor Magnessa reined in and watched the boys at play for a while, watched the contest and the struggle, and noted that his nephew Satanta was playing alone. And then he called out, Come here, Satanta. I want to talk to you. And so Satanta came jogging up, a little out of breath, but not overly. And Grohor said, I'm on my way to a feast. Outside of Awanmaka, 
and I'm only bringing a small number at the host's request, but you should come. You should join us. Satanta considered it, but the pull of the game was too strong, and so he said, Can I join you after I win? Grower McNessa laughed, remembering well how hard it was to leave a game in full swing, how hard it had been for him at that age. He laughed at his nephew and he said, of course, you just follow the tracks of our chariots, on out the road to Cullen's house. And on Crohor MacNessa went, with a small retinue. For Cullen had asked that he only bring a small retinue. Crohor had great respect for Cullen the smith, a smith being a highly respected person in those days, one who was capable of making weapons, one who was capable of making all kinds of useful tools, but weapons were mostly of interest to Crohor MacNessa, the king of Ulster, and the king of the Red Branch. Cray of Rua, the most famous warriors in the land. For him, the prize was always metal. Metal worked into blades, swords and spears and javelins that his warriors could wield. Now, quickly, as they drove away from Awanmaka, Krohor's mind went away from his nephew and on to the thousand, thousand other things that occupy the minds of kings. He thought on Cullen, the respect he had for the man, the craftsmanship the man was able to create. And this feast, Cullen's attempt to honour him and limiting the guest list was a very conscientious choice by Cullen that Crohor could not help but admire. Very sensible. To bring a few to a lavish feast rather than try to host too many and stretch the hospitality thin. Crohor could appreciate that kind of prudence in a man. But he also decided he would make sure that Cullen was amply rewarded with gifts from him, the king. A mean king was no king at all. And it would always be good to keep a smith in good graces. And so they arrived. Colin welcomed them in. Seated them all, served them all. The hall was beautiful, if small. The food, delicious and a very fine quality. Much of the wine imported from distant lands and the more locally made spirits potent and sweet on the tongue even as they burned on the way down. And after all were seated and comfortable and had sated their first hunger and slaked their first thirst and were settling in for a long enjoyable evening of music and conversation storytelling and food and wine Colin asked the king is there anyone else coming are you all here 
And Krahor said, Yes, this is us. We came as one group. That's the lot. Cullen said, All right. Had to make sure. Because it's getting close to sunset now and it's time for me to let my guard dog out. It's a fierce creature. It's the reason that I'm safe living this far outside of Awanmaka, away from the protection of the Red Branch. So I'll leave the hound out now. And so he did. He excused himself for a short time and came back in not long after that. A routine task completed. And the wine was flowing as easily as the conversation when they heard from outside a terrible growl. A snarling loud enough to rattle the timbers. And Crohor Magnes's heart leapt up into his mouth. He remembered his nephew saying, I'll follow you after I win. Satanta did indeed win. And then he left his companions in the boys' troop, and he followed the tracks of his uncle's chariots. Followed them on out, away from Awanmaka till it receded behind him. And on that road, as he began to be a little bored, a little restless, he started up with his favourite game, the trick, the first one that he mastered, the trick that allowed him to win so easily, to take the ball, drive it forward, run and catch it, and then throw it and swing the come on and drive it down the road again and run ahead to catch it. It was a game that made a long journey short. But the journey was long indeed, and it was starting to get dark before he saw the hall of Cullen, rising up, still a little distant, with walls around it for protection, and out in front, something large that moved. And then he heard the great hound snarl. And Satanta felt all the blood drain away from his face. He saw the creature come charging towards him. And he froze. The king cried out, Call off the hound, Colin, call off the hound, my nephew is out there. And Colin looked at him wide-eyed and helpless and said, You said everyone was here. I can't call it off. It's... I can't. And the king strode forward and flung open the door and was only in time to watch. 
to watch the hound bear down on the small form of his nephew. He saw Satanta standing there, still and frozen for a second. Saw the hound of Cullen open its mouth wide. He could see, before it happened, what was going to happen. The dog tearing into the soft flesh of the boy, killing his sister's son, spilling his bright blood in the dusk, snuffing out the hope of the next generation before it had time to come into flower. And then he saw the boy, his nephew, Satanta, step back on one foot and neat and graceful with the grace of a thing done a thousand times, ten thousand times and more. He tossed the slither up in the air and swung. The slitter flew. It screamed through the air with the speed of it. And the hound snarled, mouth lolling open, teeth gleaming white. And the slitter flew into its open mouth, lodged in its throat, and the great hound started to choke. Satanta walked up, looking down, wide-eyed, still feeling a little shaken. The hound thrashed and choked and frothed and he found he could not bear to see it suffer to see it die so slowly so he picked it up by its hind legs and swung the hound against a rock and killed it quick and clean as he could and then his uncle came rushing out and his uncle's arms were around him and he was lifted up off the ground and clasped to his uncle's chest and he heard the gasping and the fear in his uncle's voice and then Crowe went to bring Satanta in to the feasting hall only to find their way barred Colin the craftsman the smith who counted carefully how many people he could invite to give them the best feast possible. He was standing there, defying the King of Ulster himself, and he said, You're welcome in my hall, my king, but that boy is not. For that boy's ruined me now. The only reason I was able to have this place, this place for my craft, this place for my family, this place for my livestock, for my security, for my home, was because of that hound. And now he's killed that hound. And it won't be long now before raiders come. And I'm picked clean. So, you can come in and finish the feast. But that lad's not welcome here. Now when he heard that, Satanta felt awful 
the guilt and the shame reddened his face. And he looked at that great hound, that great, incredible beast. And he only felt sorrow that he hadn't known another way to stop it other than killing it. And so he spoke up and he said, Let me make it right. Is there a whelp of that hound anywhere in Ireland? And Colin thought for a while and he said, Yeah, there's one. But even if I were to get it, I'd have to raise it, train it. Took me a while to raise that hound so that it would only take meat from me so that it would turn that ferocity on anyone else who came near my people. It's not an easy thing to do to train a guard dog like that. Satanta said, well, if you get it and you start training it, I'll do its job. I'll take its place. I'll be your guard dog. For however long it takes, I'll come out here at the end of my day's training and I'll watch your fort. I'll watch your people and if raiders come, I'll fight them off. I can do it. And with that, Colin was mollified. He stepped aside and he ushered the boy in. But there was there as well the druid of Awan Maka. And before they resumed their feast, he said, Hold on. Satanta is the name of a boy. But Satanta is not the name that will be on the lips of storytellers until the end of life and time. You are going to be Cullen's hound for this year or however long it takes for the whelp of this hound to be trained. Cullen's hound. That is the name that will be on the lips of storytellers. That is the name not of a boy but of a warrior. A warrior whose deeds will be remembered. That is your name from this day. Ku Cullen. Hound of Cullen. And so it was. And so when we tell the stories of that warrior, it's not the name of the boy that we say. It's not the name Satanta that his mother gave him. Ku, Hound, Colin, the name of the smith. Colin's Hound, Ku Colin. It's his name. It's on our lips and ever will be. <laughs>